Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Happy Helen Monk's Day. And a happy and a, and a merry new week. Can, can we do that again? But I can do it better. Do you know what I mean? Instead of me going... Is this one of those things where we need like a, a call and response like yes. a church where I go, and a happy Helen Monk's Day. And, and a go, happy new week. Do you know what I mean? Well, you just did the same sort of thing there, didn't you? But you sang it, which if anything was worse. I thought singing might improve things. Yes. Well, it is, yeah. No, no, no. It's nice. It is like church now. Uh, and this podcast is very much in, in absolutely in every way a bit like church. What in that numbers are depleting as people stop believing. <laughs> Fewer and fewer people are coming to it. People are losing um, faith in it. There's been there's been some sort of uh, renaissance, and people have realised they don't need to believe in the podcast. Anyway, um, welcome to the Godcast. Uh, great to have you with us, Dave. I've I've accidentally triggered myself this morning. Um, okay, hit me. Self triggered. Uh, had a rush of anxiety. My anxiety is quite bad at the moment. I keep getting. I I think I'm fine emotionally and mentally, and then every now and again I go a bit Ugh, crazy. And just now I walked. I, I left my coffee in my um, studio slash study slash wife's storage room and I went off for a week and I came back and the coffee had been in the small space and the coffee has got real staff room coffee vibes the whole room now smells like a staff room oh I see do you remember that acrid coffee not so not like nice high street latte um, look at me it's the 21st century we're talking 1980s 1990s yeah you know what I mean? Instant coffee, probably a bit too much, and it's it feels, if not staff room, very institutional, and it's made me tense already. Oh, that is very sad, isn't it? That mm. is, so, so it's put you in a bad mood. And can you get rid of that smell easily, or is it is it now sort of lingering? Well, I can drink it, but then my mouth's going to smell like an institution. And it, you know, it, what what mouth, what what institution would you most like your mouth to smell of? There's a question I don't think I'll be asking. Ooh, wow, what's that? What a very ill-thought-out question. You've got a mouth people. like an asylum. <laughs> a fire station. Um, okay, so it's just the smell is only currently lingering because of the coffee. I thought the whole room was sort of like, you know, like it was baked into the walls now. It's not baked in now. But I have noticed that people are using the phrase baked in a lot at the moment. Worth, worth bringing that up. Have you seen that one popping up? No, why? Oh, there's just, I've just seen a lot of it. Just seen a lot of people talking about stuff, saying, "Yeah, you know, we'll do this, and it'll, you know, that is baked into what we do." Just, it just feels like it's the new corporate speak, baked in. I tell you, the corporate speak I have noticed uh, is a lot of people are using the word pivot. Oh, uh, pivot! Yeah, well, it obviously just has its obvious connotations, but yeah. I think a lot of I've, a lot of com- people in corporate sort of land are emailing saying, "Yeah, we're sort of pivoting towards um, in this genre. You know, they yeah. can't do their normal things. So well, pivoting, pivoting towards delivery." Yes, well, yeah, exactly. A lot of pivoting. So um, maybe this podcast needs to pivot at some point. Uh, But I don't know towards what. Maybe just pivots towards 
<sighs> having some ideas, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Helen's coming nice. in a minute, mate. It's fine. Yes. Um, can we also say hello to Darren, uh, who tweeted us? Because we were talking towards the end of last week about Switch Flicker stories. Now, a hashtag Switch Flicker um, is someone who you call out a professional to fix something you think is broken, and that professional uh, flicks a switch and leaves. And you are that person who's called the professional out from that day forward, a Switch Flicker. Dave, you are? I'm in the Hall of Fame. Exactly, exactly. You are a founding member of the Switch Flickerhood. Um, Darren says, I've got a couple of Switch Flicker stories, if you're bothered. Of course we're bothered, Darren. We've got nothing else to talk about. Always bothered. Uh, several years ago, my elderly mum had the Sky Engineer out at a cost of £60 as her Sky Box wasn't turning on. Turns out the cat had climbed behind the box and disconnected the power cable. That's good. <laughs> good. That is really good. Oh, that's a, that he's, he's, he's scaled the Switch Flicking as well because uh, I, th- I think so far we'd only talked about sort of people coming out for free like i haven't ever paid for my switch flicker thing so that's good i've got one which i will tell you very shortly and it's very alarmingly similar to one the one darren just told us um, on the flip side of that darren goes on there's a bit of a thread developing here from darren picking up his part on the flip mm-hmm. side of that an electrician once told me that 27th of december is the best day for emergency call outs as all the diyers blow out their fuse boxes trying to fit light fixtures what if you're ever in that situation, own up, otherwise the electrician will charge you an extortionate rate to check every switch in the house before getting to the obvious culprit. Great, cool, hello. Great work on the show. Keep it up. Tom. You didn't write oh. Tom. I just put that on. Uh, it's very love the show, Steve. That. Um, what? 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 Mm. <laughs> so that's my question. People do DIY at Christmas and they and they fit light. Maybe people get light fittings for Christmas. I think this is my question. Are people mm. sort of widely receiving... A new what? It, what's a light fitting? Like, we're we talking like. Well, you know, like a you can get fancy pants light fittings, like a nice. Oh God, we've got some in our house. You know, like a there's one above our. This is. Oh, I'm going to sound like a prick now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dave. That's finally, we're, episode twenty six, and I think I might be about to sound like a prick for the first time. Um, this, this week we've got <laughs> we've got a um. You'll know about this, Dave, because of pianos. We've got a piano in our house, and above it, in fact, we have just had it taken away, but we've got a light fitting in the shape of a. Um, what's is it a cle- not a clef clef palette? What am I thinking of? What's a this? treble clef? A treble clef. Thanks, mate. Um, we've got a light fitting above the piano in the shape of a treble clef. Right. And did you install that yourself? Tried to, but couldn't do it because it's really hard. Right. I see. And, and that's what's exactly ha- what happens. Okay. Fine. I you see. you need just... to have a, a degree in electricity. Well, I would. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe this says more about me, but I would just never even try. <laughs> I would immediately have called someone out to do that because. Well, yeah. Yeah. I am not capable of it at all well i'm a deeply lazy man uh so i'm i'm, I'm very conflicted because i'm very, i'm an incredible as you know a very tight man hence why i'm mm. drinking piss coffee this morning but also i'm a very lazy man and, and those things really come into conflict when i don't want to do anything but i don't want to pay anyone to do it elsewhere do you know what i mean so i well, that's I, why you've had kids isn't it you're so, you're just waiting for them to be old enough to and you know they'll learn how to do it all and that's, that's you're sort of just training up your own workforce right well there's an argument dave I mean, this is the tangent I didn't expect to go off on, but there's an argument that we should all be teaching our kids survivalist skills. That's what someone was telling me. Someone was saying, forget your sports camps in summertime. You should be teaching kids how to do basic dentistry and how to grow vegetables and get ready to live on the um, crazy survivalist farm in the future. There you go. Oh, that's quite bleak, isn't it? Sorry, mate. That's not very nice. No, it? but I mean, there's, there's definitely the argument in that. that what, what, what do I remember from school that is but at all useful in my life? Absolutely titting nothing you know like it's uh, maybe maybe that's the other extreme but absolutely let's do it six months on how to do light fittings fucking useful that'd be wouldn't it i think the thing that school taught me that i really use a lot in my comedy career is that i'm absolutely worthless 
And so, right. <laughs> you know, and that has been very helpful. Um, and how to use a Bunsen burner correctly. How <laughs> to use a Bunsen burner. <laughs> Still tell you that the colour of the flame, you know, it's absolutely yeah. vital information. <laughs> What's that behind your toasting machine? It's the Bunsen burner. Every household's got one. How do you think I boil eggs? Um, I Can I tell you my very, very quick switch flicker story? Yes. Which I did the other day, which I'd forgotten about. Um, we lost our... Um, our TV coverage. Oh, there you go. That was that was the pause in that sentence could have gone one of two two very horrible ways. So we lost full uh, we lost full TV coverage going into our um, our freeview box, and that actually these days it's fine because everything's streamable. So we just sort of limped through. Yeah. Then my father in law came to stay, and he couldn't watch the snooker on ITV three. True story. So we wow. had to call out someone because I looked up. Sure enough, I went outside and looked up on the ceiling. And uh, the aerial was completely to cock. It had gone, it had gone horribly wrong, and and the wire had snapped. Um, so I went and called someone. They came out and they uh, looked at it and they said, "You need a new aerial." Great, fine. So they went and replaced the aerial. When they replaced the aerial, they discovered that the wire that I thought was the wire flapping in the wind was gone to cock, and that was actually a, a wire that didn't need to be there. There was actually a wire that went inside that I couldn't see that had not been affected and was perfectly still working. By this point, they'd already charged me two hundred eighty pounds plus VAT. I then oh. went to the back of the freeview box and discovered that one of my kids had pulled the wire out of the back of the freeview box ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i now have a shiny new aerial on the top of my house and that aerial is a monument to this guy is a massive wang oh that is so annoying isn't it, it was quite annoying, yeah. also stop charging plus vat just tell me what the price is and that's fine i don't i don't want to have to work out that heavy pencil an actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. So I, right. played, I played yeah. Edmund Gilder, and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy pencil from Great Big Owl. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
All right, it is, of course, Monday. It's Helen Monk's Day. Monk's Day, Monk's Day. I th- there you go, Dave. We've got another tune for Helen. Oh, yeah, that's what we were crying out for, isn't it? Yeah. Another theme tune for Helen Monk's. Monk's Day, Monk's um, Day. <laughs> wonderful actor, writer, her off of the telly and the West End. I mean, before all of those things got closed. Uh, Helen Monk's, good morning. What a horrible start to my day. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was a proper. That was a proper. Before the war, she had legs. That was really bleak, Dave. <laughs> oh, hi guys. How are you doing? How are you? How were you up until about ten seconds ago? <laughs> I was all right, actually. I've had my breakfast in bed. Lovely. I've been watching Shrill, which I highly recommend. It's on Ooh. iPlayer, I think. It's really good. It was a web series. Ah. Yeah, that's my day. And then I came here and uh, had my mood ruined. <laughs> that is what we like to do here on Cabin Fever. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm sorry, Helen. I'm sorry. Um, Shrill has got lollyadophobia in it, right? That is that one. It has. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard very good things. So we're adding that to our list of lockdown thumbs up recommendations, are we? Yeah, it's really good. And I think also sort of symbolises where my emotional state is at because it's a comedy, but I've just been crying all the way through it and I don't really know why. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds like the Ricky Gervais trick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a bit. No, no, it's not. It's supposed to be funny. I think just because everyone in it is so lovely and likeable mm. and I really want them to be my friends. This happens at a lot of my Edinburgh previews as well. <coughs> Guys, please stop <laughs> weeping. It was only 12 quid. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that brings us on to something we were going to talk about anyway today, doesn't it, Tom? Which mm. is, uh, I think, I think a lot of people might be hitting the lockdown, the lockdown low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is really, I mean, this, this it, it becomes because uh, our producer Steve, his other half, uh, the other day just drank salad cream straight from the bottle. No. I mean, what, hang on. What's offensive about that is that she should technically have what popped it into a little shot glass first before necking it. Is that what you're saying? I love a sauce. <laughs> Anyone that's ever lived with me or eaten with me will tell you that I love a sauce more than is probably right. But even I have never drunk a ketchup, drunk a salad cream straight from the bottle. That is I wild. am completely with you. I am I am condimental, right? Yeah. Absolutely huge fan. For me, right, as far as I'm concerned, the chip is nothing more than a mayonnaise delivery device. <laughs> I order food based on the vehicle of the sauce I would like to have for that meal. That is exactly what I have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I've had Domino's pizza deliveries where they haven't turned up with the garlic dip that I want or the sweet and sour dip or whatever it is, a sour cream and chive dip. And the whole pizza is ruined. It's off. The whole thing's cancelled as far as I'm concerned. I mean, side note, that garlic and herb sauce is the best. I, I, I'm going to say it's the best sauce of any sauce in the world. Mm, but, could, but, but well, addendum to the side note, Dave would you could you find yourself or how many weeks of lockdown would you have to to be in before you started drinking it while sitting in your pants on your sofa crying mm, it's a bit wild isn't it what i do do with that sauce though and i'm happy to admit it and this came to effect yesterday actually is i every time i order domino's because they knew that i know they do the big dips now for a pound the big dippers the big garlic and herb, herb dips oh and i order like three or four or five every time I order a pizza and just keep them in the fridge. Then I can buy a pizza from, you know, Marks and Spencer's or Sainsbury's. Oh, my God. Oh, just have it with the great dip. so smart. That is the ultimate big dipper. Scream if you want to go fatter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because that is genuinely the best thing about Domino's. Anyway, sorry, Helen, you've you've not really been allowed to talk yet, which is very, very rude of us. <laughs> sorry. We just started talking no, about No, I'm condiments. really happy listening. It's nice to have people to listen to who aren't just my own thoughts. So it's been really lovely. 
Um, I think my Milo actually links to something you were saying about light fixtures, which is that we have two dangly things in our bathroom, a dangly light pull and a dangly pull the toilet to flush. And both of those we've pulled with such force because there's not much else to do that they've snapped off. So in our toilet, we now have no light and also no flush. Oh, God. um, a big pile of shit in the dark. (laughs) At least it's dark. You can't see it. But your sense of smell is definitely heightened when you can't see. You know what you should do when you replace that, when you get it fixed, is get a, a movement sensor um, light switch. We've got one on our in our understairs oh. toilet. So you go and use that toilet and it's got like a minute's use on it. And after a minute, if there's no movement in the room, the light switch is off, which is great. Or a minute and a half, I think it is, because that's about average. The thing is, sometimes, occasionally, someone will go in there for a prolonged movement. And I've been in there myself. <laughs> during uh one of those passages of bowel and uh find myself in sitting in darkness because the light switches so you then have to usually at a key moment in the poo hold your hands in the air and stop waving your hands around in order to make the room get your daily exercise yeah exactly exactly it's good fun that's so that's so not where i would put the time sensitive light switch in the top what about if you're in the bath have you got a bath in there no 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 it's just the under the stairs one yeah no but i would go with that because it keeps much like mcdonald's uh make their furniture uncomfortable so people don't linger in the restaurants (laughs) i'd do the same in the bathroom to get out of there stop wasting my electricity and heat see for me that would just cause a hernia (laughs) <laughs> they used to have those um timers in one of the old bbc buildings that i used to work in and uh, that used to happen to me i'd say at least once a week so i had to but the problem was it's like a public bathroom so if you were in a cubicle the sensor is by the door so it's not even just a, you can't even oh, wave no. your hand around you basically have to somehow trigger it anyway don't worry guys got a hack for you i ended up just taking uh, a few bits of paper in like sc- scrolled up into a ball and then i could just chuck them over the door towards the no. towards the towards the sensor until it came back on absolute dream <laughs> that is brilliant that's really that's clever that's amazing Dave. lockdown lows can I tell you my, my lockdown low that I've reached uh, yes it involves it's very similar to uh, producer Steve's other half in fact it's not Salicrino it's Nutella um, I found <gasps> myself this morning whilst making Nutella for the kids I was waiting for the toast and I was just staring at the Nutella jar, which I had bought under the clever, clever rationalisation that, well, we need more glasses because that's a genius marketing plan. Whoever came up with that. Yeah. Remember the Simpsons ones that the Nutella used to sell? Yes. Yeah, it was so good. It's like what you were saying. They would be jars of Nutella, but then once you'd use the jar, it was a glass with Simpsons characters on it. So fun. Oh, God, that's good. What other products can you buy that you end up with another completely unrelated product at the end of it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if I go and buy a biscuit boost and then at the end, oh, it's turned into a a spare bit of crockery. There's a a gap in the market. I'm trying to think of something family planning related, but my brain isn't working fast. <laughs> well, I would argue that buying Nutella will, will keep you from having children because you'll get so fat no one will want to go anywhere near you. That's one option because Nutella has got it inbuilt. It's just, it's so bad for you. So I found myself dipping both my fingers into the Nutella and, and just had like three big fingerfuls of Nutella. You can't even be fucked to get a spoon. Couldn't even be fucked to get a spoon, mate. Locked, <laughs> locked down low. Couldn't be fucked. I just stood there fingering Nutella into my own grateful gob. I thought Nutella was good for you because it's got hazelnut in it, which is like technically a vegetable. Oh, dude, greatest trick the devil ever told. That is classic. That's like unleaded petrol's not that bad for the environment. It's Don't, don't believe that, Shizzle. It's, it's astonishingly bad, but oh. 
ever so good. Yeah. It's like putting filters on fags. That's all right, it's a filter. A jar of sugar, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Have you not seen that thing that does the rounds every now and again with just what is in a jar of Nutella? And it's... Nah, let's not, let's not worry about it, mate. It's lockdown. People don't need to worry about this. Life's too short. Lockdown's too long. Life's too short. Guess what I did yesterday, which I think actually qualifies as a lockdown low. I spent £400 on plants. <laughs> Stop it! Wow! No. Yeah. no, can you take it back? Can you cancel? No, I just—I think I went mad. Um, it's worth saying that I would never normally like that. What well, is a fucking lot of money? And I had uh, not spent any money basically for five weeks now on anything. So I was like, oh, I've got a bit of cash, and it turned out that I, what I do need in my flat, which I've lived in for nearly six months, is is some plants to make it look not blank you know if if those get delivered and for whatever reason you don't answer the door and they just get left outside your house it's gonna your neighbors are gonna think you've died yeah that's true isn't it <laughs> but Jeez. also i don't know if you guys have found this all my plants are doing so well and um thriving at the moment because yeah. i'm so in and able to look after them but you're going to have spent 400 pounds on plants that as soon as lockdown ends are going to become so neglected and are going to immediately <laughs> die well i'll tell you I'll, so here's here's a few things i learned yesterday one Plants are expensive. How much? Did, yeah, so how much are you getting for that four hundred plus? Five plants. plants. What? I'm sorry, plants are not that expensive. No, no, but like big, big plants, like big, like I'm talking like I've got a big bay tree coming. You bought a tree. Like, You've bought yeah. a tree. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to? to be re- fair, I don't know why I'm laughing. I <laughs> bought an orange tree last week. Did you? I wanted yeah. to buy a lemon tree, but it's um, apparently toxic to dogs, and I don't want my dog to die um so i didn't buy a lemon tree but i really really want one be great for gin and tonics wouldn't it yeah. get a lemon off the tree oh yeah God, yeah well so good. that's that was my thinking with the bay tree i can i've got bay leaves so i can just stop putting bay leaves in everything i cook is that what bay leaves is made of well yeah there'd be like bay leaves come off a bay tree yeah you have something different to dip in your sauce now mate just dip a bay leaf in it <laughs> so good. need so a bit good. of salad cream just go and grab some leaves mate, yeah, mate. Dip them in. <laughs> like a giraffe how big a bay leaf tree are we talking how big is it it's about, it's about the same height as me. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave, you are having a lockdown breakdown. I love it. Yeah, it's very good for the um, it's very good for the air. You know, my wife actually, to be fair, my wife did this a couple of weeks ago. She bought a load of plants to go in the house because someone had said, I think there's one called Old Granny's Lies or something. There's some plant, and you're supposed to buy those because they're very good for um, pollution inside the house. There's a, there's a lot of I, don't, I mean, this is one of the things where I was absolutely suckered in by everything that the the plant website told me. Like this will be amazing for the air and your life will be changed because of this plant type I thing think but that's fake news i think it's not true helen we don't need that negativity no <laughs> it's not fake news don't say they look that. lovely though and they make you feel great i just think it's a load of rubbish sorry no that's fine i'm happy with it i just want some nice plants to make me feel good and to keep me company during lockdown i bet your flatmates are thrilled by that like we're whole sentient human beings no 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 no, no. what i need is a tree to stare at that's better than uh, what i have bought there to pick up on your point helen is at least a couple of them have been described as uh basically unkillable like they are indestructible plants oh so, great um, that was that was very much factored into my thinking because you're absolutely That's so right. smart. And then also, if you do kill them, you're going to feel even worse because you killed the unkillable tree. If, if you do kill them, you'll feel a sense of you know iceberg versus the Titanic. You know, yeah, fuck you. 
I did it. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. Wow. Um, That's great. Dave, um, congratulations, mate. That's lovely. You know what you should get now? What? A bird feeder and some slippers and you're there. I'm really settling into a sort of new domestic life, Tom. I'm absolutely thrilled. Mm, mm. Well, this um, is the thing. This is the thing. This but yeah, so anyway, plants are more expensive than you think when you buy when you, than, I, than I thought. And also, the problem was that a lot of the ones that were cheaper had already been sold out because of lockdown, I think. So people are gardening a lot. So basically, I just had to to buy the expensive ones and now when are they due to arrive uh next uh, next weekend ray i can't wait for an update that'll be great next week that's our content next week dave can just describe a a tree to us that'll be brilliant (laughs) absolutely happy to mate Uh, it's kind of it's kind of semi-creepy but semi-enjoyable that the plant website from which i bought the uh plants they give all their plants human names no 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 don't tell me you've bought like trevor and mike or something i bought a ken (laughs) <laughs> yeah. big ken he's called he's a big old tree he's taller than me i think right uh, i bought a howard howard's the indestructible one uh which uh led to a good conversation with my friend actually uh who's the first howard name you howard who's the first howard you think of howard reed comedian howard reed howard from big bang theory our producer steve's just popped up on the messaging service which is absolutely the correct answer is howard donald from take that that's oh, absolutely yeah, the only answer sorry <laughs> sometimes i feel like I don't know you at all, Dave Chris. That was my friends, and my one was, and you'll all kick yourselves, Howard from the Halifax. Yes! Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously the best Howard. Oh, my God, he's the best. It's very hard to take a Howard seriously, isn't it? (laughs) None none of them. I don't think I could take any of those people seriously. Michael Howard. I definitely can't take him seriously. (laughs) Michael Howard, responsible for the most insipid Tory catchphrase ever. When he was in charge of the Tories, right, the the slogan they went with for that election was, uh, vote conservative, are you thinking what we're thinking? Hopefully not. (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. I hope not, mate. Um, seriously, name that is. This is okay. Great. This is the definite. Get in touch. Drop us a tweet if you can name a Howard. It's possible to take seriously. Here's our Twitter number. Give us a call. Cabin F E A three seven zero nine oh oh oh. That's our Twitter name. We'd also like to hear your lockdown lows, which is really what we were going to yes, talk about today. Good, so yes. I've bought loads of plants. Tom's been eating Nutella. And uh, what was yours, Helen? I've been pooing in the dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shone a light on Helen's pooing on Saturday oh, morning, no, of course. No. All thanks to the brand note, available now on your cabin fever feed. Enjoy it. It'll. Uh... So it's worth me pointing out, if you have stumbled upon the brand note accidentally, I'm very sorry. Basically, this is the result of a long series of conversations. I'd say negotiations, perhaps, with between me and Tom, hmm. um, which is an idea Tom had for a podcast where people tell stories of when they've shit themselves, yeah. which I was very reticent to have anything to do with. But anyway, it got the swelling of public support it needed hmm. that every Saturday tweets. now we put <laughs> every Saturday. It was annoyingly loads more than that. and I'm, It was quite crazy in the end. It, I, I, I apologise, actually, if you are someone who doesn't enjoy that sort of thing and you stumble upon it. It's a lot like in the podcast terms. It's a lot like walking into a cubicle and someone hasn't flushed and you sort of you go onto a podcast <laughs> feed and you discover this waiting for you on a Saturday morning. So feel free what? to skip through. However, Helen's on Saturday is absolutely wonderful. What I did wake up to on Saturday were <laughs> a series of tweets of basically here's one... Um, Congratulations to Helen Monks for telling possibly the most disgusting story I've ever heard on a podcast this morning. Um, a lot of, basically a lot of that, uh, uh, lots of tweets of that ilk, and I can't 
I don't want to read them all out. It is pretty grim. Lots of people, oh, I've gagged and it's not, I've not even genuinely gagged a bit, haven't even had breakfast yet, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, I'll be honest, Helen, I haven't listened to it yet because I don't listen to the brown note. That is my thing. That is my stance and I'm sticking by it. But by all accounts, it was absolutely disgusting. I think you might already know the story actually, Dave, so I wouldn't worry. Give me a, give me a one word clue. Yeah, give us a trailer. Give us a trailer so people might go back and listen to it. Poo. No, that's it, really. Right. <laughs> okay, fine. The word poo. Um, a poo that wouldn't flush. The poo that wouldn't flush. There okay, so that's just about your current situation. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a sounds like a distressing Roald Dahl book. The poo that wouldn't flush. Um, Helen Monks, what is your plan for this week? What are you going to be doing for week six of lockdown? Are you going mad yet? I've actually not gone mad yet. Um, I've been really enjoying where I live. If Basically, I don't like going out in the day because I'm worried about bumping into people. So I've been going out in the middle of the night and it's actually been amazing because I've discovered places in my area that I didn't know existed and there's loads of really massive houses. And at nighttime, people leave the lights on um, and it's dark outside so you can really see in. So I've been doing a lot of snooping. Okay, Um, great. So I intend to do more snooping. And also, I have last night started the first episode of Succession. Finally, late to the party, but I'm really enjoying it yeah yeah so that'll yeah. be my week probably that is amazing can you why, why have you become a sort of voyeur vampire what's <laughs> what's what's going on here you say become i always had the capacity <laughs> but i've finally been given the, the tools so you're going out at night because you don't want to see humans in the day is that the thing yeah i'm worried about um upsetting old ladies by walking too near to them right i don't want to cause any distress but you know last night i was out walking at maybe about 1am and this man ran over to me and uh, wanted a big chat. I mean, to be fair, it's because I've been stood for a really long time with my phone light on looking at a tennis ball in the road because I thought it was a dead squirrel. And so he came over to check I was all right and then kicked the tennis ball, which at which point I still thought was a squirrel. So it was even more distressing than um, than when I'd just been looking at it. This is slightly disconcerting, Helen. Stories about you snooping around and at one o'clock in the morning a man runs up to you in the street. I mean don't please don't get murdered because you are a very important valuable member of the team here on cabin fever you say that but as dave pointed out this morning i no longer have any purpose so you have purpose on this podcast though you just don't have any purpose in your professional life that's that's the, that's a different thing your Helen. professional life is now this podcast that's the case. <laughs> yes, this, this unpaid Thanks, weekly chat giving me some purpose i appreciate it question from a listener what's the what's the currently the cheapest way of watching succession well, it's not cheap, but I bought no. it on Amazon yeah. Prime. I can tell you that. So here's a little uh, lockdown hack for you all, and post-lockdown as well. Uh, what you all need is the app Just Watch. Just Watch. Oh. Go on your app stores, oh. get Just Watch. Give me a programme, give me a thing or a film, anything. Ooh! Um, um, oh my God, I can't think of the a The sound of music. Film. The sound of music. That's a curveball one, actually. Mm-hmm. People, are, I'd say, are tending to look more for a, a movie. 1965. You can stream it on Disney Plus for free. You can rent it on Microsoft for 249. Amazon oh for 349. Oh my god! I've needed oh, this see. app for ages. Oh, There's so a database clever. of where to, where you can watch everything. You put in your location. It's the absolute oh, best day. thing. That's I... so great. What's it called? Just watch. And also uh, included on uh, Just Watch is uh, someone's living room, and it tells you, Helen, the address you need to go to to just stand in their front (laughs) garden and and just watch them. So that's. 
Our producer Steve's asked what button Moon is on. I have typed it in. <laughs> button Moon 1980 is currently not streaming on any service in the UK, I'm afraid. Oh, that's so sad. But it's honestly, it's a life-changing app to the point where I always forget. Like yesterday, we were trying to find out Cornelius recommended a film he wanted us to watch, which we did end up watching. And I f- keep forgetting about the app and then going, oh, guys, actually, I can sort this absolutely fine. We don't need to search through all the pissing things. Yes, this is what I've needed for... I've been, I've been saying for ages, why doesn't this exact thing exist? Now, Dave, should I create an account and join or just skip that? Oh, I think I skipped it probably, but I couldn't tell you for free. Yeah, skip it, mate. I love that you're doing it right now. This is high quality entertainment. I can't believe this, but I've actually already forgotten what the app is called because my retention yes. span is so wow. short from all the Twitter I've been scrolling through it's called just watch just watch like did somebody say just watch somebody say just watch all one word just watch i think okay oh this is great dave thank you mate this is dave i've known you for a long time that's the best thing you've ever done (laughs) whoa a gift from me to you thank you dave crib before we lose you helen we've got something we really need to talk about on the show very exciting developments of course last week we had a-listers on the show not just helen monks off of Upstart Crow, but also Matt Lucas off of everything. And uh, Matt Lucas off of Baked Potato Song, right? So inspired Dave Cribb, who then wrote the noir version of the Baked Potato Song, which is available now on our Twitter feed. You can go and have a look at it there. It's very, very brilliant. And then, Dave, do you want to tell us what's happened next? So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit annoyed now, that because um, what I did, I was just, I'd just done my daily mandated exercise, which was some basically yard work i've I've realized i basically do yard work in the sense that we've got like a little terrace out the back of our flat and i go and do exercise in it like i'm a prisoner like i let myself out into the yard and i'll do some press-ups or whatever and it just really dawned on me this week that it is it's so akin to being uh to being in prison anyway i've done my yard work come back in sat at the piano having a little a uh, little play and i was still in my exercise gear my hair was all a mess my beard was untrimmed it was it was to be trimmed that evening for my friend's quiz so i look like an absolute mess is basically the gist of it and uh, that's when i decided to to record it and pop it on the old tweets uh, thought nothing of it a few little people going oh that's fun that's nice um I've, have you noticed that matt lucas has taken to doing a big splurge of of twitter activity at about 2 a.m every night i noticed it the other day when he was on cabin fever and he tweeted about it about 2 a.m i think he must just do his day's work and then be like right i'm on oh. socials here's some stuff for the next day right. anyway that has obviously happened he retweeted it uh, and i woke up to a barrage of nonsense from people um basically saying this is absolute nonsense but it's uh, vaguely enjoyable i guess uh but i mean the best one i got a tweet from uh sir, sir anthony head not oh sir my God. but actual actual giles from buffy tweeted about it and tony the, <sighs> sends you on a big spiral that time i'll tell you what i had like a, a minor sort of I was like, that is weird, isn't it? That Giles has sat and watched me play the piano and sing for two minutes. And then also Giles. tweeted about Giles. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea he's watching from his library. Uh, he's watching it in character. But then because because he's tweeted about it, and then this what's got me into a, a, a downward spiral, my brain automatically went, okay, so theoretically... And then I got the list up. And of course, the entire cast of Buffy follow Giles on Twitter. So like, there's a world in which Sarah Michelle Gellar has seen my face in the last two days. Or James Masters or any of them. Alison Hannigan. Also, he's followed by loads of run. Like Neil Gaiman follows him. I was like, that's cool, isn't it? But anyway, so there's a sort of, my brain did that weird thing where I was like, there's a world in which Sarah Michelle Gellar has just been like, maybe I'll watch this two minute video and not retweeted it or liked it. So probably didn't like it. (laughs) But still still that's pretty cool it's fucking cool it's fucking cool so then so then giles said 
Uh, we should stop calling him Giles. He probably doesn't like that. Giles, Giles. So, so then, so then Giles suggested because it's kind of like this big, sort of grandiose, sad version of of the baked potato song. So he said this would sound good with like a Zoom choir. So obviously, I was like, that sounds great. Can I not organise that? But also, should we try and organise that? Because be quite a yes. fun thing, wouldn't it, to get a huge choir together, including Giles. And uh, yeah, Matt Lucas, if he's around. Dave, um, any idea how to organise a Zoom choir, mate? Do you want to get on that? Not 100% sure, but if anyone knows a choir, well, uh, look, look, let's just say I've put the feelers out to my choir people. Okay. okay. That's all I've got for you at the moment. All right. So nothing may come of this, but the texts of, luckily, I've got, um, you know, got a little secret underground choir network. <laughs> so, uh,. I'll put some messages up. We'll see what comes of it. I think it's a bit like the magic circle, but for Zoom, sing the videos up of people managing to harmonise and stuff, but I don't think anyone can quite work out how they're doing it with the delay. I think that every time I watch it, I just go, this is implausible, isn't it? This doesn't, we've all done podcasts and Zoom calls. It doesn't work at all. Um, but there you go. So cool. So cool. So no pressure, Helen. Um, Matt came on the podcast and, you know, this thing has evolved from it. So what, what are you going to, what are we going to get out of you, basically? What can we evolve from your appearances on the podcast? Well, I'm going to take some long lens pictures of some people in their homes <laughs> when they're not aware. That's what we wanted. Thanks, Helen. That's ideal. No worries. Helen Monks. Happy Helen Monks Day. Uh, happy Bill Eve, as it's also known. And uh, see you next week, I reckon. See you next week. Have a, have a lovely one. And you. Lots of love. Bye. Thanks, mate. End of the Monk's Day. It is indeed, and it means it's the Bill Eve. We'll be back tomorrow with more from Cornelius, our Bill correspondent. Um, I mean, maybe, Dave, we should try and get a Bill actor on and form some sort of Bill choir. I mean, that is a crossing of two ideas that nobody needs, but I'm absolutely here for. That is what we do well. <laughs> maybe on we could this just podcast. get as many actors from the Bill as possible just to sing. Can I just say, Dave, I feel tremendously satisfied that we've managed to do this every day. Not even Donald Trump has managed to maintain a daily briefing, and yet here we still are. So well done, us, quite frankly. Yeah, we are very much Boris Johnson actually turning up to the Cobra meetings, aren't we? It's, I mean, yeah, he's, what was he saying? He was off in Kent or something. He was on holiday for two weeks at half term, wasn't he? Oh, shaking. He was doing loads of public stuff. Yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't know, Tom. I've not read the details, have I? No, of course not. Why would we read details? Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So what are we after again, Dave, from our listeners? We want lockdown lows. Yeah, what's your lockdown lows akin to buying loads of plants uh, or drinking salad cream straight out of a bottle? Very different ends of the spectrum there, aren't they? <laughs> really are, uh, yeah. There's a whole range uh, of And also... What's, who's the first Howard you think of? First first Howard that comes into your head. Go. Yeah, or a Howard you can take seriously. That's yeah. that's what I'm really after. Okay, thanks very much. All the best. Kind regards. Bye. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Great big owl.com. 
quince.com slash style. 